Welcome to the Penny to the Pound podcast, uh, brought to you by Clear Start Accountants. Uh, we've talked a lot in previous podcasts about the Clear Start Accountants budgeting side of the business, and we've only briefly touched on a, another big side of the business, and that is when you do you work with businesses for their accountants. Um, tax and things like that. So with me today um, for this episode of the podcast, I have Peddy, who is the accountant here um, at Clearstart, and Aziz, who is the accounts assistant. Penny to the Pound, a podcast by Clearstart Accountants and Personal Budgeting Services. Give me a bit of background on what you've done before, Peddy. Hi, uh, and thanks for having us. That's okay. Right, so um, I've been an accountant pretty much as soon as I graduated from university. Um, followed on to do my SEMA and got qualified. What's the SEMA? Chartered Institute of Management Accounts. Okay, okay. Yes. Um, and I kind of done a bit of industry, uh, worked as an in-house accountant. Uh, from then on, I kind of thought I want to do my own thing, so started my own practice been going more or less ever since. Joined Clearstart about two, three years ago on a full-time basis, even though I was helping out beforehand. And the rest is history. You know Fiaz very yes. well. You've, been, you've worked with him a long time. Yes. How did you get to know him then? Uh, we grew up together. Oh, okay. <laughs> we grew up on the same estate. So I knew him before all of this started. Um, the year when my kids we used to play football at the local park. Um, and, um, yeah. And then obviously when he went into business, supported him in and out a few times, uh, until we're here today. Right. Okay. And what about yourself, um, Aziz, what's your experience and background? Firstly, I, um, been an accountant for about six years. Initially I started with EET, which is, um, Association of Accounting Technicians. Right. It's a bit, uh, lower than a CMO or an ACCA, for example, a child accountant. Mostly my experience has been in industry as accounts payable, as accounts receivable. So working for a business as their account. Yeah, as, in-house yeah. accounts and basically concentrating on, on, on the company's accounts, the financial statements, et cetera, of that company. So like chasing payments and... Yeah, chasing yeah. payments, paying suppliers, dealing with suppliers, um, doing bank reconciliations, things like that. Yeah. This is my first job in practice. I've been here just more than a year with FIAS and Clearstar Accountants. And I deal with around 100, 150 clients now, which is given me a huge exposure. My experience has gone off the roof. My confidence to speak with clients and looking at different accounts and looking at different businesses has completely changed. Yeah. So yeah, that's me. I suppose your experience of being on the other side has been really helpful because um, you know what it's like actually like in business. And um, so you know what it's like to have to manage your um, cash flow and all that from the business perspective. So now working on the perspective of the ac- accountant who's tying all that together to work out tax returns, self-assessments, uh, all those sorts of things, it really helps. Yes, definitely. Um, usually what can happen is as a practice accountant, you will meet your clients once or twice a year you're at the end of the year, at the end of the financial year, you'll come and you'll sit with them and go through all of their financial data, prepare the financial statements, and then make the final submissions to HMRC and Companies House. Mm. But with the previous experience that I've had, I've been able to sit down with clients and go, to, go through the day-to-day bookkeeping. That's something that some clients are not, they, they would want to do themselves so they have more control of their business. 
It was just over to hand it over to the accountants, etc. And it does cost extra resolve for that service. So this is something that I've been able to advise um, clients how they can chase their suppliers, how, uh, sorry, their customers, mm-hmm. how they can, their accounts payable, credits, accounts receivable. How can that, how they, that can benefit having more cash, more liquid in their business, how they, that can benefit their day-to-day operations. Yes. I mean, to a non-business owner, um, it, this is very mind-boggling, isn't it? So just tell us the, the sort of things that if you're a business owner that you have to look after. Oof, that's, that's... I know it's a broad question. I don't, I don't so. think we have that much time for that kind of question. <laughs> I thought, but um, something like, you know, because there's, there's going to be someone listening to this podcast yes. potentially who doesn't know. One of the, uh, following on what um, Aziz said, one of the good things about go, um, people like us with accountants who go into industry first is that you learn about that bookkeeping side of it, all your transactions. So when then when you move on to a practice, you've got that knowledge already and you know what you're looking for. Mm. You can advise the client better. You can say, right, this is what you should categorize this. This is how you should do this. And I think that's, in my opinion, I think that's a massive help rather than go straight into industry. In terms of our clients, um, they're so varied mm. from all sorts of different industries and sometimes we have to tailor make our services based on their industry. Yeah. Um, so it, we try to sit down, understand the business, understand what the client's looking for and support them as much as we can. I mean, the very basic things that you do is um, make sure that people, people are te- paying the right yeah. tax um, and because uh, you can get in trouble if you're not paying the right tax. Absolutely. And, fine, and they don't, they don't, the fines don't go away quietly. They can come and so it's your job. It's so, so important to make sure that people are uh, paying the right tax and yes. and keeping their business disposed legally correct, isn't it? Because the correct. HMRC is it can be quite scary. The lifeline of the business is your finances. You're not got that right. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you're gonna hit trouble. Mm. And it's difficult when you start a business to know that because you, 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 you there's so many things that you end up paying to the tax man. You kind of I know this happens to us. We kind of like I don't understand. I've got another tax bill. Where's that come yeah, from? Yeah, if if you're not careful and if you don't have the right advice. Every turn, there will be some element of tax you have to pay. So our job is to make sure the client understands all of this, plans for it, is ready when the time comes. So um, what type of businesses that you, do you have on your books? You um, obviously said you have 150. What, what kind of clients have you got? Um, we've got anything from uh, recruitment companies, architects, uh, interior design, couriers, taxi drivers, uh, restaurants, takeaways. Um, IT consultancy, a broad range of development, property development. Yeah, we've actually got a couple of uh, international uh, clients who have uh, based themselves in UK. Mm. Uh, so we're kind of supporting them with all the international stuff. Now, their headquarters where they're based, we won't know too much about their taxes. However, we can help them in the UK. Yeah, um, just on that point, in, uh, there's often criticism about the UK and what we pay in tax. Do you think? As a sort of reflection on the international scale, do we pay a fair amount here or do we pay over what we should do? Yeah, that's a loaded question. <laughs> they, keep, they, could, they keep come after me for all that to say. Uh, I do think we, we, we tend to pay a little bit more. Right. Um, but we're not highest. I mean, I know there's countries out there, they'll have different types of elements. For example, uh, in Norway, Norway, Sweden, one of the Scandinavian countries have much higher income tax mm. than we do. However, 
they they have also different services than we do, which that tax kind of yeah is for, and they have a set amount for companies and things like that. From what I understand, this mm. slightly outside my remit, as you imagine. But like in Dubai, they don't pay um, income tax, do they? Still pay the money. No, they don't. They earn a lot for all the services that they provide. Yeah. So countries like that, yes, in Dubai, um, there, there's no tax of any kind there. Yeah. So you talked about bookkeeping and that sort of stuff, which is um, the general day-to-day management of the business. So do you like, I know with our accountants, they have access to our um, accounting software. So we use Xero um, and there's other ones uh, out there. So do you link up to accounting software that yeah, the person has? We're actually a partner with Xero. Oh, okay. Um, so most of our clients, the ones that do require the accountancy software, we'll, we'll put them on zero. We'll set everything up for them, give them training as well, whatever necessary. And then they can go with it. And you have to have an accounting package now, don't you? Um, to a certain extent, yes. If, if, if you're a high transaction business, it helps because it helps you manage all the transactions. If you're VAT registered, obviously with the new legislation, you have to have some sort of software mm. in order to submit VAT. Now we have our own software we can do. Okay. Uh, if a client doesn't need to be on zero, however, all the ones that are VAT registered and are zero, we will use zero to submit everything because then everything's in one place. So if you, so if you're a sole trader and uh, they want to come to you and maybe they are VAT registered as well, um, they you can submit the VAT returns and they don't have to worry about being Correct. on a program. Oh, that's really Correct. useful because yeah. that is a worry. You know, a lot of uh, jobbing people just want to get out there and do the work, don't they? And um, uh, like particularly trade people yeah. um, and they want to do what they do best and that is the job and not the figures. Yeah, correct. And one of the things actually, and I'm glad you mentioned trade people, one of the other things we offer where a lot of people don't know is rebates. Right. So rebates works very well within their CIS, which is a construction industry scheme. Okay. Um, so what happens is if you're a, a someone within construction, um, you go on a CIS scheme, which means you are classed as self-employed. Yeah. And what happens is you get taxed 20% on everything you make. Right. Okay. So no That's quite a lot. Allowance is some of them will get uh, taxed 30% if they've not done the right registration. Wow. So from the first pound, no expenses taken into consideration, nothing based because they get that at source. Right. So whoever's subcontracting you will take 20 or 30% of whatever you invoice them. Then our job is to get them registered, get them on the CIS scheme properly and look to do accounts. So when we do their accounts, we will claim some of the tax back for them. Right. So we'll put in their expenses because as you can imagine, they'll mm. get paid for their tools and materials, mm. uh, travel, things like that. We'll put all of that in. We'll claim some of the tax back for them. And it, you know, it's, it can be a decent amount. And so I think that scheme is to benefit the government, list, is it? Because that seems like a lot of tax. Yes. Yeah. That's such a shame, is it? There's a lot, a lot of people out there that don't realise this. This is a legitimate uh, scheme that you can claim for. Yeah. Um, even some people who are employed, if they have expenses which are not reimbursed by the business, mm. they can still claim the tax element back. So is this is this just in the construction industry? No, no, no. I mean the construction industry scheme as an example yeah. is one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. However, um, say for example, if Abdul Aziz um, is currently doing his studies, if he wants to do his studies on his own and pay for it because it's related to his job mm. and it's to help advance his job in his career, he can actually apply to get the tax element back 
for the studies that he's paid out of his own pocket. Right. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. We managed to actually get back um, £12,000 for just one client you know, through CIS. Yeah. Wow. Engineer, so. And if you've not claimed before, we can go back up to four years. That is re- so. If you are a tradesperson in the building industry yeah. and, the, and you don't know about it, it's called the what CIS. Yeah, if you're under the CIS scheme, under the CIS scheme, and you're not claiming back for your expenses, we can help. I mean, that is just one thing. I am sure that there are so many things like that floating about, and that because that is very targeted towards one industry. But I imagine that that there is. If someone sat down in front of you and whatever industry they're in, you will know the intricacies of any savings that they can potentially make or any rebates that they can have or, you know, are they on the correct uh, VAT code? Is that right? Yes. Yes. yes that's, um, that's a whole different <laughs> podcast we need to do about it. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because um, we also have a publishing business and we print magazines and you don't pay VAT on. Right. But everything we buy... Like we, everything we charge, we charge a VAT on. So it's like every month or every three months that we're doing is paying the VAT man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just a nightmare, but it's just the, the situation with the, um, with the VAT and it's a minefield. And there's you, so many different VAT elements. It's not just your 20% VAT because you've got things like flat rates, marginal VAT. Uh, that's what we're here for. We're mm. here to find the best way for the business who's our client. So you do deal with a lot of businesses that are um, been in business a long time that are um, you know big turnover, big profit, hopefully businesses. Um, do, do you also deal with like new starters? So say you've got somebody who um, wants to start their own business, we would deal with them as well. Yeah, we we we've actually kind of fallen a little bit into new startups, mm-hmm. uh, whereby we seem to get a, a lot of people coming in contact and us saying, "I'm thinking about starting a business." What do I need to do? This is what I do. And we'll support them from day one. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's existing all new businesses. And how many people are on the team then? So at the moment, there's me and Abdulaziz. We've got two other guys um, who will be starting next week. So it's growing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you link up with the budgeting side of the business. We, we tend to look over any of the complex cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the simpler cases, the lads... The, the guys in there are trained to deal with mm. some of the bit more complex ones. For example, if it's a sole trader who's got variable income, things like that, um, we will sit down and have a look. One of the things that we do is to try and differentiate what's your business income and expenditure and what's your personal income and expenditure. Mm. Because with sole traders, it's all kind of amalgamated into one. Mm-hmm. So those are the things we support those guys on. But anything else they need, you know. Yeah. We, we combine the packages as well. So anybody who's already on the budgeting services and they are a sole trader, they've got a limited company. The first year is usually free of charge. Bye. So the accountancy, tax returns, etc. We don't charge them. Um, and then, then we do give them a discounted price as well. We do combine our packages. Um, That's the business accountancy and the, yes, so it's more affordable and we're here to make life easier for the, for the clients as well as it. And, and hopefully... Um, not necessarily save the money because I don't like it when we say that when we talk around tax because it's it's not about say it's not about saving people money it's about making sure they're paying liability yeah and making sure they're paying the right thing correct because you can be paying more than you need to because yep. you don't know what you're doing I wouldn't have an absolute clue I or wouldn't paying less than what you're due 
Yeah. Same kind of concept. Yeah. We're here. You get in trouble. Absolutely. Um, and we're here to tell you what you can and what you can't do. Mm. That's basically why we get paid. So, um, Eddie, what is the question you get asked most as an accountant? Because <laughs> it makes me laugh because whenever you meet somebody with a job like who's an accountant or a doctor or something like that, you always ask them, even where, wherever you are in a social setting, you'll always, you just want to talk about it. So whenever you, what do people always ask you? How can I save tax? Oh, really? Okay, yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> I, need, I need to meet you first with this. See what's going on. Well, that's probably the first question I get. How can I save tax? I mean, there's no easy, there's no easy answer to that because, you know, you've just got to be making sure that you're doing everything right, aren't yeah. you? Ultimately. And like I said, there's there's so many different elements of it. Um, one of the other things is the R and D. What does it stand for? Uh, research and development. Oh yes, I think I might have known a bit, a little bit about this. Yeah. So again, that's another part of things that a lot of people don't realize, especially in particular some of the uh, one man bands that we have. They will have their own system. They'll create their own things um, pretty much from scratch. Mm. And again, R and D reclaim is something we can help you with, whereby you can get money back. If you've got something bespoke that you've done yourself. When we had, um, we were chatting, um, with, um, your colleague, Mike, who designed yeah. the, um, the app. So I'm guessing that's something, so that's a great example of, uh, right. research and development that, that you've come up, a clear start of come up with that yeah. app. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's a great example. So something like that would qualify for an R and D. Uh, some people might not even realize they've done it. You know what? We, Funny enough, we kind of wasn't sure if it kind of falls into that category or not. Once we contacted the HMRC, gave them our proposal and this, that, and they said, yeah, you do fall into it. So even us, we don't know until some, something's just trial and error. And Aziz, have you, have you got a question that you always get asked? The question that I get asked in the office is, what are we eating today? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what are we eating today? Oh, why? The reason being is me and Pedro, we're usually ordering. A lot of food. Okay, so, really time. So, what have you? What are you going to eat today? It's not quite lunch yet. We'll have to open up the app. Uber Eats. Yeah. So, oh, that would be great. And I love it. We haven't got access to the app. <laughs> and, yeah, and then it'll be a very serious conversation between me and Pedro. Right. Discussing the advantages and disadvantages of these. Is there a particular favourite restaurant or takeaway you've got? Well, it's the vicinity of Manchester city centre. We used to order. For me, it's Pepe's. 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 Yeah. What do they do? Pieces. Oh, the oh. Uh, chicken. Okay, okay, fried chicken. Yeah, yeah okay. grilled, more grilled chicken, healthy. Yeah, grilled. if we're yeah. feeling a bit healthy, right. then that's all we would go for. Yeah, that's a healthy. Yeah, option. So what about yeah. yourself? What so, you? Um, in regards to taxation, um, the question that I get asked a lot is similar: How can I be more efficient with my tax? And this is something that I tend to bring up to my clients um, because there is tax avoidance, which is illegal. Mm-hmm. But there's tax effic- um, being tax effic- efficient. Being able to claim for expenses that are work related. Mm-hmm. For example, uniform. You know, we, a nurse, for example, she needs to have a uni, she needs to wear a uniform to mm-hmm. work. And this uniform needs to be clean and she, she needs to look pro, um, professional. Yeah. So these things can be cleaned for because mm-hmm. you'll keep on washing, uh, using the washing machine, keep on using these kind of things. And um, professional subscriptions like Pedram just mentioned. These things are claimable. Mm. A lot of people don't know this. They think it's going to come out of their own personal expenses. But no, this is related to your work. Mm. Even if you are fully employed, you don't have to be a sole trader. You don't have to have a limited company. You oh. could be a normal employee just like we are of Clearstar Accountants. And that's what these rebates are. 
it's linked. If even after Corona, a lot of people have started work, working from home as well. Yeah. So there are there are a portion of expenses that you can claim for working from home. Yeah. Especially if you go four years ago when when Corona initially hit and everybody had to. Mm. It wasn't really a choice. Nowadays, it's obviously a choice. But previously, it was not a choice to work from home. So this is something that we've looked into and we've managed to get rebates and money back and refund of the tax liability that people have paid mm-hmm. previously. And this has helped them a lot, especially with the cost of, you know, living crisis that we, we're going on with. So this is... Um, but you, if we're just going back to the yeah. part of the business, the budgeting side, if you know someone is struggling, you refer them to the budgeting side, won't you, anyway? Yeah, I... <laughs> Of course we would. I, it depends, again, it depends on uh, the number of debts they have, the level of debts they have, mm. their income. But there's a few factors, but yeah, ultimately it will be. You work in partnership with each other. Yeah. yeah. We're all part of the same team. And you will, yeah, so then you share, you share your food. Yeah. We feed them. Well, so no, <laughs> I don't like sharing. I mean, when it comes to accountancy, um, it's, it's got a bit of a, you kind of think, is it dead boring? But actually, I think it'd be dead interesting, like being really, because it, I'm nosy for a start, which helps massively, but just understanding um, profit and turnover and the difference between, because people think of there's a, ter- a business with a, like a £5 million turnover. Um, and you, you know, they shout that information out, but they've got like a, a 1% profit. Okay. That's quite, that's quite a lot. This is, <laughs> this is something that we tend to go over, um, with our clients. Once we've finalized and made a draft of their financial statements, then we'd actually call them in or have a Zoom meeting with them. Well, I would go line by line. What do these figures mean? What do these statements mean? What's an asset to your business? What's a liability and what's equity and how this can help you? You know, if you're looking for investors, you want your liability to be bigger. Uh, sorry, you want your equity to be bigger. Mm. If if you're looking to sell your business, what kind of profit you need to show, you need to be able, and how would you sell your business? If you've made a £10,000 profit, you're looking to sell it at 1.5 times more, twice more than what you've made. So these kind of decisions, you need the financial, you need to understand the financial elements of the financial statements. Mm. And that's what we're about, empowering these clients to understand what these? What do these figures mean? Is it just about ticking off a box and just mm. submitting whatever you've submitted, or is it understanding the financial position of your of your business? That's one brilliant. Of, one of the things we do find is that some of the clients that have existing accountants and coming to us, they lack a lot of information. Mm. Uh, the accountants don't seem to give them what is necessary for them to run their business. So we're trying to change that um, ideology. We're trying to change that. Um, frame of mind mm. whereby we give as much information as we can they're not going to go anywhere I, I sometimes think the accountants think that if they give the all the information the clients all of a sudden is going to start doing the accountant's no. job whereas that's not the case I, I think it works in a different way where they trust us more mm. we've given them all this information and we can support them better yeah I totally agree um, the, the conversations that we tend to have with our, uh, our clients is about taxes as well you know Taxes is not something that you cover in high school, no primary school, no college, not university. So you never cover it. But as soon as you open up a limited company and you become a director, you're liable for corporation tax, VAT, and all these different taxes. And so you don't know anything about it. You don't, you, you never taught, you never taught it. So I've, I, we've taught ourselves and my husband's very analytical, so he's quite good, but it is, it is, it can be really complicated. Yeah. Um, if you don't keep on top of it. But I, the, the thing you just mentioned about school qualifications, 
I, I, it just boggles my mind. <laughs> like, why don't they do, they do touch on it briefly, but they, there is a GCSE you can do. I can't remember what it is now, but um, my niece has done it in Wales. So um, there is a GCSE you can do around personal finance. Well, yeah. Know, and it's, it's, uh, they do it in some schools in Wales. And so she's got this GCSE and it talks about credit cards, APRs. It talks about... Um, getting bank loans, about how to budget, all those things. And it goes into limited companies, sole traders, uh, and the basics on tax. Why don't they do that as a standard GCSE? I bet you, sure. I bet you in a few years' time, you will see more entrepreneurs coming out of that area yeah. of the country than you will anywhere. Absolutely. Because they understand the basics. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting talking to you, Thanks. but I'll have to have you back. Of course. Be, what would be really good would be to maybe have a chat with one of your clients as well. You know, like somebody who's turned over maybe 20 million and <laughs> one all for lunch. I'm only joking. I'll be there. You guys said turn over 20 million. Uh, but, but it'd be nice to meet some clients and just to, you know, s- discuss with them the journey that you've been on with them and how you managed to save them money. We could perhaps do that. For, yeah. for, we, we've got that kind of relationship with our clients to be able to get them on, onto the podcast, I guess. And yes. have, have that conversation with them. Yeah. Or... If people want to send in questions that are targeted towards this side of the business, yeah. accounting, they can email in at accountancy at claystartaccountants.co.uk. Please tell your friends and family about Penny to the Pound podcast. Let them know it's available on all podcast platforms. And to keep up to date of when the next episode drops, like and subscribe. Penny to the Pound. Hints and tips on how to budget. Before making any financial decisions, please seek independent advice.